Welcome, friends, to the court of the Trashy Royals, where we assemble each Thursday to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hello, one and all. Alicia here. Thanks for joining us this week for not one but two naughty nobles, a little <laughs> father and son duo. Uh-oh. With a little more trashy on the side, too, as we are making our way through the Trashy Victorians. We are here today to talk about Prince Albert Victor, but eh, let's go ahead and add a little King Edward VII on the side. Little dirty birdie Edward the Caresser. He is so trashy. And his son, Prince Albert Victor, who's not quite as trashy, but people did think he was Jack the Ripper for a hot minute. Well, that seems bad. Prince Albert Victor was not Jack the Ripper, but Trashy Royals, this podcast is such a ride. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Before we begin, we have a few good nobles to thank, to give some cheers and shout-outs and love and praise to our most recent supporters over at patreon.com slash trashyroyalspodcast. Thanks so much for joining us for early and ad-free episodes every week. A-E-K, Laura F., Julie D., Catherine, and Bethany M. Thanks, everybody, for your support over there. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate you for coming to listen to us this week. Let us anon to this trashy father-son duo, Bertie and Prince Albert Victor. Stacy, goodness. It all begins here with Bertie, really. We've talked about Victoria, the eldest daughter of Queen Victoria. We've talked about Queen Victoria's two oldest grandkids, Kaiser Wilhelm and Princess Charlotte. Let's move along, Queen Victoria's kids, to Prince Albert, first son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, Bertie, born in November 1841. Second child, yes. Correct. He is Victoria's second kid, but first son. Remember, Bertie has an older sister, mm-hmm. Vicky. He's going to have seven other younger siblings down the way. To be fair, Bertie, we've talked about him before. He's going to get his own episode, but alas, I want to get in as many trashy fun facts about Bertie as we can here before we meet his first child, Prince Albert Victor. Remember, growing up, Bertie is not exactly an intellectual. His older sister, Vicky, was an intellectual, but Bertie, his gifts are in charm and personality. Quite a delightful chap, Bertie is. He's pretty pleasing to be around. But his parents, unfortunately, Queen Vix and Prince Albert, see Bertie kind of disappointingly. They're like, God, what's this with your lack of ambition and lack of smarts? Like, you're a big, fat failure, Bertie. I mean, who doesn't disappoint their parents, especially the son that the entire future of the monarchy is laid upon? Sure. So, tough. Little weight on your shoulders there. Well, Bertie does have some antics. Bertie will lose his virginity early in his youth to Irish actress Nellie Clifton. And see when Bertie's dad, Prince Albert, gets wind that his son is having a fling with an Irish actress. 
Prince Albert finds out, and he gets big mad, and Prince Albert goes to Ireland to shut this down, which is when Prince Albert gets sick and dies shortly after that visit. This is coming back to me from, yeah, he, so this was 1860-ish, 1859, something like that. Yeah, December 1861 is when Prince Albert dies, and Queen Victoria, Bertie's mom and Prince Albert's wife, sort of blames, blames Bertie. Bertie for his father's death, never forgives him. Let's do those years again. Prince Albert dies in December 1861. Queen Victoria doesn't pass until 1901. That is 40 years of abject hatred Mm -hmm. to her son, the oldest son, the gonna-be king's son. Yikes. After the death of Prince Albert, Victoria is done. She's going to send Bertie on tour. Like, get out of here. Go to Germany. Go visit around. I'm tired of looking at you. Also, I'm not intending on going anywhere to let you be king for another four decades, but you sure as heck better get married and start having some kids and pretend like you know what your duty is here, Bertie. Oh, she's so mad. It is in 1863 that Bertie will marry Alexandra of Denmark. As Bertie needs to close his eyes and think of England, apparently. Sure. Alexandra of Denmark will bear... Six children, five living into adulthood. But the thing about Bertie, he's never faithful. He has something like 55 mistresses in his life, but somehow no illegitimate children, at least that we know of. Seems unlikely, but... It's not really a love match with Bertie and Alexandra is what I'm trying to communicate. Bertie spends his time often elsewhere, right? Playboy Prince. His mom's running the country. She doesn't give him any responsibilities. You know, which leaves Bertie some time to flit, to visit around. He likes Paris a lot. Who doesn't like Paris a lot? Fair point, but Bertie mostly likes Paris for all the brothels. Mm-hmm. He spends a lot of time at Moulin Rouge. His nickname there was Kingy. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the brothel La Chabonnet, Bertie had his own room with a copper bathtub where he bathed in champagne with sex workers. Sounds sticky. Bertie also had what is called a siege d'amour. This is a sex chair, sex sleigh. Custom made for him, also kept at the Chabonnet brothel in Paris. The thing, though, Bertie was a little chubby. The sex sleigh just helped him position, really, because of his girth. Gotcha. It's nice of them to just have, like, his own room. (laughs) Well, if you're kingy. Come on. Frequent flyer. Right. I mean, there really is a reason that he, in his time, was called Dirty Birdie or Edward the Caresser. Birdie goes on, again, to have numerous, numerous affairs with women, including a few famous ones. Actress Sarah Bernhardt and another fan favorite of mine. Winston Churchill's mother, mm. Lady Randolph Churchill, we know her as Jenny, Jenny Jerome. Jerome. Sure. So Jenny Jerome's husband, Randolph Churchill, decides to blackmail King Edward when he finds out about the affair with his wife. And Bertie is so angry that he challenges Randolph Churchill to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> the duel doesn't happen, but... 
Randolph Churchill was exiled to Ireland for about six years. Bertie gets in a little bit of trouble. He was forced to testify in court regarding the divorce of Lady Harriet Mordaunt, whose husband sued Bertie once Lady Harriet gave birth to a daughter and claimed that Bertie naturally could be the father. After her divorce, poor Lady Harriet, not a good time for women here, Lady Harriet was declared insane and spent the rest of her life in an asylum. This is not good. No, the Mordaunt scandal is terrible. We will get into the details of that at a later date. Right, but I mean, he sends Churchill's dad to Ireland for six years just to, for you know, after sleeping with his wife. That's cool. Good to be the king, I guess. Dirty birdie, not even the king, just almost the king. The thing that is probably most associated with birdie in our brains these days is it relates to current trashy royals. Birdie's longest mistress was Alice Keppel, the great-grandmother of Camilla Parker Bowles. So those are some big brief game highlights for Birdie as we make it to his first son, Prince Albert Victor. I don't want to interrupt Prince Albert Victor's story, so we're going to put in a quick ad break here, come back with all of Jack the Ripper. Not Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Back in a minute. So if I say the name to you, Stacy Prince Albert Victor, do you recognize that? You're like, I've never even heard of that royal, really. I just think Slice and Dice Man. No. no, I don't. No, no, no. There are a lot of folks. Don't feel bad if you don't recognize the name Prince Albert Victor. Even though when he was born, he was second in line to the British throne. Queen Victoria's oldest son, Prince Albert Bertie, and his wife, Alexandra of Denmark, do have six kids. The first up is Prince Albert Victor. He was born in 1864. Little baby Prince Albert comes along two months prematurely. He's born at Frogmore House. This young prince is named after his grandfather, Prince Albert, as a tribute, as Prince Albert Victor is going to be the future king in everything. He would later go on to become the Duke of Clarence and Avondale, but he's groomed to be king from day one. He's given the best education. Ah, but Prince Albert Victor is not exactly an intellectual. Perhaps he has some learning difficulties. It's difficult for him to keep up with the rigors of what his parents and grandparents expect him to do being the future monarch. Prince Albert Victor never becomes king. Why? He passes away at the relatively young age of 28 years old. Okay, that's young. Super <laughs> young. Uh, shortly before he was to wed Princess Mary of Tech, Prince Albert Victor succumbs to the influenza pandemic at Sandringham Castle. His younger brother, George, second son of Bertie and Alexandra, who will go on to become George V, marries Princess Mary of Tech instead. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So he died while Victoria was still on the throne. Yes. Wow. She really was queen for a very long time. Yeah, super long time, 63 years. Mm -hmm. She reigned from 1837 to 1901. Long time. Long time. Okay, but let's not bury the lead there. Prince Albert Victor dies. 
his fiance mm-hmm. gonna marry his younger brother. It's like Henry VIII, right? Little bit like Prince Arthur and Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. Oh, I can't even wait for Tudor Madness. We're staying here in Victorians today. George, once Prince Albert Victor passes away, becomes, right, heir apparent after Bertie. We know him as King George V, the grandfather of Queen Elizabeth II. George, again, helpfully inherits his dead brother's fiance, Princess Mary of Teck, who will eventually become Queen Mary. Oh, man, I love this stuff. Okay, Prince Albert Victor. During his short life, he was mired in all kinds of rumors. Mental illness is one instability, laziness, lack of intelligence, and homosexuality. It's like the full gamut of things wrong with kids today. 100%. For every generation. They're lazy, they're stupid, they're gay, they're like, yeah, okay. At least it's just a long-standing tradition. Kids these days. Kids these You gotta shake your fist when you say it, too. Well, go out on the lawn mm. of your castle and yeah, shake your fist. Kids these days. Not like when I was a kid being lazy and dishonest. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that does uh, Prince Albert Victor in for scandal. Let's talk about the Cleveland Street Scandal. This is in 1889. The Cleveland Street Scandal. It damages his reputation for sure. It is in 1889 that a homosexual brothel was uncovered by the police, thanks Scotland Yard, and the male sex workers and pimps there revealed many client names in order to not be prosecuted themselves. Sure. At this time, homosexuality is still very much illegal in England. Lord Arthur Somerset, who is the equerry to the Prince of Wales, and other high-ranking aristocrats close to the royal family are all implicated in this Cleveland Street scandal. While Prince Albert Victor was never named, many in England believed the prince to be a frequenter of the Cleveland Street brothel, and a solicitor was hired by his mom and dad, the Prince and Princess of Wales, to defend their son against all these nasty allegations being made against him. Scurrilous. Ultimately, the rumors persisted, and now the whole royal family is fearful of the prince being named in open court. <gasps> La scanda. <laughs> it is believed that a solicitor had been convicted of committing perjury just to clear Prince Albert Victor. Wow. In fact, a solicitor involved in the case was actually convicted of obstruction of justice in order to help another aristocratic client flee the country. This was a big deal. So with all this going for Prince Albert Victor, huzzah! Can you imagine that perhaps one of the major complications here is finding not only a suitable but a willing bride (laughs) for him? I mean, it seems to have worked, though, right? Like, but you can be the queen, and so can he, honestly. So just... It's not that easy. Poor Queen Victoria, matchmaker, matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Good Lord, we're going to talk about so much of Victoria's matchmaking. But it is no easy task for Queen Vix to find a suitable bride for Prince Albert Victor going to be king one day. The choice of bride, naturally, right, is of utmost importance. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the future monarch, but his mm, 
Reputation and personality make him a less than ideal prospect. Okay, but they got Dirty Birdie hitched. I feel like this is easy by comparison. <laughs> he has a sex sleigh in Paris. Do you mind? Like, just, you'll be his, you know, one and only-ish. No. Huh. He's, he's a less than ideal prospect okay. if you are a European princess. Okay. Especially a European princess that happens to be his first cousin. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So the thing is that Prince Albert Victor is really into Princess Elaine of Orleans, Orleans, Orleans. I'm sure that's all how it's said. But Queen Victoria is a no-go on this. Doesn't matter. Princess Helena really likes Prince Albert Victor. He really loves her. But Princess Helena is Catholic. Oh. Uh-huh. And Princess Helena's father is like, no go. I sure. do not consent to this, even though it is a love match. Yes. So it's a love match that never happens, which is really sad for Prince Albert Victor. But Queen Victoria, matchmaker, matchmaker. Oh, poor Prince Albert Victor. Maybe just let him marry who he likes, because wowza, this goes bad. Queen Victoria's first choice for a bride for her troubled grandson was her favorite granddaughter. Queen Victoria had a lot of granddaughters to choose from, but Queen Victoria believes that Princess Alex of Byhessa and Rhine was the best choice for the heir to her throne, Prince Albert Victor. Prince Albert Victor agrees with his grandmother's choice of future queen and dutifully proposes to his beautiful first cousin, Alex. Alex refuses. Oh, wow. Queen Victoria is furious. Princess Alex of Hesse and by Rhine, though, is not off the hook yet, as both Queen Victoria and Prince Albert Victor continue trying to persuade her, continue to make the case, marry him, marry me, marry him, marry me. I'm sure the letters were flying furiously from... London to whatever the capital of that place is. So eventually in 1890, Princess Alex sent Prince Albert Victor a letter making it clear, crystal, that she would never consent to being his wife by writing, quote, how it grieves her to pain him, but she cannot marry him much as she likes him as a cousin, mm. unquote. Cousin zoned. Wow. Harsh. Cousin zoned is Right. <laughs> This would not be the last we hear of Princess Alex, though. Just a few years later, in 1894, Princess Alex will marry Tsar Nicholas II oh, of no. Russia. No, don't do it. Oh, my. She should have gone with first other cousin. I mean, cousin zoned. Uh, Nicholas II was also Prince Albert Victor's first cousin mm -hmm. because their mothers were sisters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, should have gone with the cousin in England, not the cousin in Moscow. Queen Victoria, matchmaker, matchmaker. Man, she's just unlucky all over. Batting a million. She then turns her hope to another one of her granddaughters. <laughs> this is not good. This does not seem like a good um, breeding stock situation. Okay. Who's, who's next up in the cousin zone? How did all that porphyria and hemophilia get into the bloodline? We've talked about porphyria a little bit. I think we've got a bonus on hemophilia mm -hmm. coming as it relates to our story. I don't want to go too deep into sure. it here. 
I'm just joking about the inbreeding is all. So much inbreeding. Okay. Who's this last hope? Queen Victoria going to another one of her granddaughters. This one is Princess Margaret of Prussia. Queen Vix writes to Prince Albert Victor, her grandson, about this suggestion. Quote, One of the few possible princesses, for of course any lady in society would never do. I think no one more likely to suit you and the position better than our cousin Mossy. <laughs> Listen to this big seller, because Queen Victoria, not great. The price is not right. Queen Victoria writes, she's not regularly pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> but has a very pretty figure, is very amiable, and half English with great love for England, which you will find in very few, if any, others. So she's a dog. She's got a good, she's a butterface. Like everything looks good, butterface. Have you heard uh, this? I've not. That's a new one for me. <laughs> everything she's looks a, good, butterface. Butter uh-huh. Okay. Oh, but she likes England and you're not going to find that. So I didn't even hear sparkling conversationalist in there. So I'm not even sure. Take it while it's hot. Okay. So poor Prince Albert Victor. <laughs> He's cooperative. And he would have proposed to Princess Margaret of Prussia, Mossy. I was going to say Mossy. However, Alexandra of Denmark, mother of Prince Albert Victor, objects to Mossy as a potential wife. Hmm. So this proposal is nixed. Never happens. Many other brides were considered for Prince Albert Victor. But since Princess Mary of Teck was only a serene highness and not a royal highness, and her parents were largely in debt. Princess Mary of Teck was desperate enough to accept the prince's proposal, and the two become engaged in 1891. Not saying this is a love match. I'm saying everybody's getting something out of it. Yeah, you're saying by process of elimination, we land on having exhausted her large stable of granddaughters. She settles on the last. Princess Mary of Tech isn't a granddaughter. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank God. No, we're going at no one in the family will marry I mean, Prince Albert Victor. So they have to go outside the family. As a general rule, you want that sentence to be accurate. No one in the family will <laughs> marry my. Yes, that's how it should work. So 1891, Prince Albert Victor, not related to... At least first cousins sure, Mary with of Mary Tech. of Tech. Okay, so they're engaged. But that same year, 1891, Prince Albert Victor knock, knock, knocking on another scandal. There's a chorus girl. Her name is Lydia Miller. And she was rumored to be a mistress of the prince. She will complete death by suicide by drinking carbolic acid. Yikes. Yikes. Letters were later uncovered that implicated the royal family in paying off a different chorus girl named Maud Richardson to keep her affair with the prince quiet. A lot going on. You'd think they'd want these affairs to become public. See? <sighs> that whole male brothel thing. No, 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 no. Ah, just forget about that. Okay, perhaps the most shocking of all the rumors is the allegation that Prince Albert Victor, second in line to the British throne, was a possible Jack the Ripper suspect. Right. How did that get into the rumor mill? So although these allegations were not made public until 1962, hmm. nobody in public knows about these. Apparently inside the 
royal family, it was well-known, also well-known with law enforcement, and even Queen Victoria, that they are all aware of these suspicions that Prince Albert Victor is Jack the Ripper. There was never any solid proof to implicate the prince. However, what causes this? His reputation? His mental state? Also, what some consider his strange and suspicious death. Hmm. It is also thought that the prince had contracted syphilis during a tour of India in 1889, where he also allegedly fathered an illegitimate child. But the theory goes is that Prince Albert Victor's syphilis had led to enough of a mental decline Mm -hmm. that Prince Albert Victor had become insane. It was this insanity that naturally causes him to commit the Jack the Ripper murders. According to the theory, the royal family knows that the prince's mental health had deteriorated so much. It makes him dangerous, and eventually they will commit him and he'll spend his last days in an asylum. This theory, and I'm saying theory with Because this is not true. Right, you're making air quotes. But this theory would conclude that Prince Albert Victor didn't die from influenza, from that pandemic, but in fact from syphilis. There's a lot of rumors, though, about Prince Albert Victor and his death. Another rumor about his death was that he was pushed off a cliff on orders from Lord Randolph Churchill, husband of Jenny Jerome Churchill. Coincidentally, Lord Randolph Churchill did, in fact, also die of syphilis. But there's no evidence to support this theory about the prince's death either. And then that Phil Collins song is about watching. (laughs) We'll cut that because that's a deep cut joke. While the rumors that Prince Albert Victor was possibly Jack the Ripper, it got a lot of press for time and the general public were interested in this sensational claim but there's no proof linking uh, Prince Albert Victor to any of the Ripper murders. And this was in 1960s was when it was getting play in the press, not contemporaneously to his life, right? It was discussed then. Interesting. Well, with the Jack the Ripper murders in 1888, tabloid press is really becoming a thing. This is it's headline after headline after headline. So people are talking. This isn't really getting printed Again, the police know about it. Queen Victoria knows about it. The royal court knows, hey, we maybe suspect Prince Albert Victor. But here's the thing. It's been confirmed that the prince was not even in London on the night of the double murder of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes. But alas, people talk trash. People love to gossip. The involvement of the heir to the throne since this has provided stories and rumors that have been the inspiration for Many books, many movies, many scurrilous tales. Some still like to speculate that the royal family are the source of any alibi that clears the prince's name and that his tragic influenza death at the age of 28 was just a way to rid the monarchy of this problematic future king. (laughs) Which is not the first or the last time that we will see that particular repetition manifest. (laughs) Holy cats. Prince Albert Victor. Not as trashy as his pops. Nope. But certainly rolled around in a little bit of Victorian filth, but not Jack the Ripper, as far as we know. Probably. Trashy crowns for Prince Albert Victor. I don't know. 
You might find them at the Cleveland Street brothel, mm. not in Paris, though. Yeah. Maybe you find them in Whitechapel. I don't know. I mean, 28 is young. It sounds like he didn't live long enough to really accumulate a huge trove of trashy crowns. So, The king that never was. He yeah. passes away at 28. His brother George gets sure. his fiance cast off, and the rest is history. Oh, this whole Victorian ride is about to get so much messier. I can't tell you how much I love it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today, spending your time with us, for your kind emails, your kind reviews, also your support over at patreon.com slash Podcast. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Seriously, thank you so much for tuning in again, and we will be back next week with more of our betters behaving terribly. Or sooner if I can convince you into doing something and keep the cat quiet for about another 20 minutes. We'll see how that goes. Until we meet again, when we do, keep your eye on the throne. Polish up those crowns, friends. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.